An old favorite is back. We are talking tech structure with Dr. John Z. Strong on the Teaching Literacy Podcast. It's coming up. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Teaching Literacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Downs. I am an elementary literacy coordinator for a local school district, a PhD graduate from Utah State University, and someone who just wants to know a little bit more about reading. I am super pumped to have you here today to bridge literacy research into practice. As I said in the teaser, John Z. Strong is back to join us on the podcast. Dr. Strong was with us clear back on episode two to talk about supporting students in difficult text. That episode has remained a favorite of mine. Uh, That publication that we talked about is one that is on my mind often, and I am very excited to have him back on the show today to talk about his award-winning dissertation. Before we get to the episode, just a few quick matters of business. Number one is if you listen to the show and you like it, I would love for you to leave a review. That just helps the show get into the ears of other teachers trying to do what's best for their students. I'd also love it if you share it with a colleague. Just say, hey, here's an episode I listened to on text structure. I, I thought it might be interesting. That's, that's a really quick, short email that you can send to help spread the word about what we're trying to do here, which is bridge literacy research into practice. The second thing is you might have listened to the podcast episode I posted on November 13th. In that short little seven-minute episode, I just was letting you all know that if you want to help support the show for some technology upgrades or other things I'm interested in doing to help make the show uh, more sustainable long-term, you are more than welcome to do that. Uh, $3, $5, a small donation would go a long way to help out with the show. You can do that on Venmo by going to the business tab in Venmo and looking for a Teach Lit Podcast, or you can go to teachingliteracypodcast.com. If you click on the About Your Host, there will be a link there where you can donate via PayPal. A big thanks to those that have already donated. I'm hoping to upgrade some of the foremost uh, microphone technology equipment so you're, uh, you know, chipping in some change will will help with that. Uh, by the way, this episode does have a little bit of microphone interference throughout in and out of the episode, so uh, I apologize about that. But, but again, uh, an upgraded microphone would help with that as well. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. My guest today is Dr. John Z. Strong, who is an assistant professor in the Department of Learning and Instruction in the Graduate School of Education at the University at Buffalo. He is Teaching Literacy Podcast alumni, and I'm very excited to talk with him today about his dissertation where he did a text structure intervention with a group of fourth and fifth graders. Lots of interesting stuff in this episode and great takeaways for Uh, Text Structure Comprehension Instruction in Your Classroom. Dr. John Z. Strong, welcome back to the Teaching Literacy Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Jake. Uh, Really glad to be back on the podcast. Yeah, so it's been uh, two years, uh, just a little over two years since we chatted last, and uh, that was episode two of the Teaching Literacy podcast, so folks might want to dig back deep in the archives, and we were talking there about supporting students in difficult texts, and so I'm I'm very excited to have you back on and to be talking about 
your, your dissertation. And uh, your dissertation was titled Investigating a Text Structure Intervention for Reading and Writing in Grades 4 and 5. And it actually won a, a major award. It won the Timothy and Cynthia Shanahan Outstanding Dissertation Award from the ILA for the year 2020. So congratulations on your fine piece of scholarship. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, it was it was truly an honor uh, to receive that award. You know, I think it's uh, up, up there with, you know, the most important awards uh, for a, a PhD student in, in literacy education. And uh, Tim Shanahan is actually uh, also a graduate of University of Delaware, my alma mater. So it's nice to uh, have received an award in his name. And there, there's a lot to like in your in your research, and we will get into it. I'm sure teachers will see see what we mean when we're talking about it. So, the, what you're really focusing on here is is you designed a text structure intervention uh, for use in grades four and five. And uh, so, just to start out, I, I would love to have a conversation on what is text structure. Can you briefly describe text structure for us and talk about why we why we think it matters? Sure. So uh, text structure refers to uh, the way that uh, important ideas and details are organized in a text, right? Uh, it really refers to the relationships between ideas. And I think that a lot of folks are familiar with narrative structure, uh, sort of uh, story grammar or story elements. Uh, that research has been around for quite some time, since the late 70s. Um, but there's also been uh, a long history of research on the structure of uh, expository texts or informational texts, which you know, really have received a lot more attention in the past decade uh, because of the increase in the uh, percentage of informational text required by the Common Core Standards and other, other standards based on those. So text structure, when thinking about informational text, uh, really comes from the work of Bonnie Meyer in the mid to late 1970s and early 1980s, where she found that expository texts tend to be organized uh, in one of five ways. We have a uh, simple uh, description or collection of descriptions where there's essentially a topic and then uh, subtopics or details that are described around the topic. Now, that's actually the most uh, difficult text structure, I think, because it, maybe it's the most loosely organized. You'll see that some of the other ones are, are more, more tightly um, organized in terms of the way that ideas are related to one another. Things like compare and contrast, where there's clearly uh, two topics or, or even more than two topics and then they're compared on uh, or contrasted on a number of attributes or a number of details. Uh, there's also a cause effect text structure where you have a clear cause or multiple causes and then an effect or, uh, or multiple effects that have a, a causal relationship between those ideas. Uh, there's also a problem solution text structure, which is similar to cause effect where you have a, a problem and then uh, solutions that stem from that problem, uh, as well as a sequence of ideas in which there's a clear chronological order or procedural uh, kind of step-by-step, -step, first this, next this, uh, last this, uh, in terms of the way that ideas are conveyed. And so those are the five basic text structures uh, used to organize uh, informational text. So you're talking about a text structure as the, the relationship between ideas. Um, what I've, when I've seen uh, sort of, you know, different curriculums or books or, or even in classroom instruction, I sometimes see text structure 
almost relegated to, you know, looking for certain keywords. And if you can find these keywords, then you can sort of unlock what the text structure is. Do you feel, is that a, is that a strong enough way to look at text structure? Is that enough or, or is, it, is it bigger than that for as, as far as classroom implications? That is such a great question, Jake, because I think that was one, one of the key questions for me was, you know, I was, I was actually a high school English teacher uh, before I became a researcher uh, and a university faculty. Um, and I taught text structure, you know, I thought, uh, but what I was really teaching students to do was to identify text structure using some of those things like signal words or, or keywords or clue words like you're talking about um, to identify the structure. Now that's only part of it. Uh, identification of structure is important, but being able to actually use the organizational structure in order to remember ideas and how they're related to one another, that's sort of the importance of text structure. And it's something we should do every time we're reading informational text with students, pointing out the text structure, how ideas are organized, not just simple identification. Um, and you know, some researchers have actually pointed out that uh, those signal words can sometimes even be misleading. Well, first of all, authors don't always include those the words to signal their structure. And uh, second, sometimes students are looking for words like first, second, third, or first, next, last. Now those might actually be signaling um, an order of ideas in a sequential uh, text structure, but they could be listing uh, attributes in a comparison structure, right? So uh, lions and tigers are similar in these three ways. First, this, second, this, third, this. So it might clue students in that there's a sequence going on here, but maybe that order is not really important. It's just the fact that there are a number of different attributes. So the signal words can get confusing. Um, so I think that actually what's important is to uh, really uh, dig into the ideas, pull out what are the main ideas, what are the important details, think about how they're related to one another, and then use that structure to help us to comprehend and to write about the text um, in a way that supports uh, learning, really. You know, you, your background, former high school English teacher, and, you know, most recently, the work I've been seeing you do is, is in elementary grades. So I'm, I'm curious, what, what drew you to text structure? What, why is that an interest of yours? Uh, and, and, and why sort of these upper elementary or, or middle grades? Why, why is the interest there? Thanks, Jake. That's um, another uh, kind of uh, loaded question in terms of like, how did I get there, right, from being a high school English teacher to doing this dissertation in fourth and fifth grade specifically about text structure? Um, I think, you know, a number of things really stood out to me when I started my doctoral program and I was reading a lot more reading research and writing research. One thing that stood out to me was that uh, reading and writing in the world of educational research are very often siloed from one another. I mean, there are uh, a good number of scholars who write about the integration of reading and writing and sort of the shared understandings and shared cognitive processes between reading and writing, one of whom uh, is Tim Shanahan, right? But I was, re I'm, I was really interested in improving reading and writing outcomes um, simultaneously, sort of using one to inform the other and, and vice versa. I've always been interested in that because I think that's the real work of, of being a teacher, right? We're not just teaching reading, we're not just teaching writing and teaching them separately, I think doesn't leverage uh, the knowledge gained in one to support the other as, as best as it could. Uh, to, to put a sort of fine point on it, I think that I'm interested in both reading and writing, something that seems like a logical way to draw those two pieces together was to focus on building this shared knowledge of text structure that can be gained through reading and through writing. 
And I, I've really always been interested in working with older students. And so I found myself working in the upper elementary grades. I found it interesting, you know, where tech structures become a, a much bigger emphasis in the literacy side in the last 10 years. And sometimes I see teachers or, you know, folks with varying degrees of how important it is. We, we readily acknowledge its importance on the writing side of things, right? What's the first thing you do when you're working on a writing project is let's get out a graphic organizer and let's get an outline going. And so tech structure on the literacy side really, really does matter. And being able to recognize uh, the relationship between ideas and, and how it's structured is, is important. So uh, maybe let's kind of start transitioning closer to towards your study. Can you highlight any previous research done in tech structure that might help frame where we're headed with your, with your dissertation? Uh, one thing I did before ultimately designing my own uh, text structure intervention for reading and writing was I read every empirical study that was conducted on uh, teaching text structure in grades K through 12, both to support reading comprehension and to support writing. Now, I was very lucky to be aided by uh, two meta-analyses of text structure instruction that came out while I was in my doctoral program, uh, one by uh, Michael Haybear and colleagues uh, in 2016 in Journal of Ed Psych, and one by Nicole Pyle and colleagues in 2017 in RRQ. That's a uh, uh, Utah State. Nicole Pyle was actually on my on my dissertation committee. So that's uh, right. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that one. That's a that's a good good piece of scholarship. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's a fine interruption, Jake. I knew the I knew the Utah uh, State connection there. So I just wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, another one actually came out this uh, past year by uh, Suzanne Bogards Hazenberg uh, and and colleagues in the Netherlands, and that's an RRQ as well. And I was uh, fortunate enough to present in a session with her at SSSR this past summer. So that was really neat. But, you know, without going into all the details of all the studies, uh, I think that the meta-analyses do uh, provide some information about text structure interventions, mostly for reading comprehension, how they tend to be designed um, and what the sort of important elements are. Uh, One is that uh, text structure, both the identification and use of text structure, like we've talked about, are always taught in a sort of explicit instruction or gradual release of responsibility format. Direct explanation and modeling of here's what the text structures are, here's how we identify them, here's how we use them. Um, uh, so direct explanation and modeling, lots of guided practice, and then leading toward uh, independent practice of that. Other elements that are sort of text structure specific, aside from the explicit instruction, we talked about the signal words, right? Uh, Some interventions really uh, focus on those signal words. Other ones actually focus on just thinking about the ideas and then using signal words as a confirmation of a potential text structure. Um, Another aspect of these interventions that tends to be particularly effective is the use of graphic organizers to represent specific text structures. Five that we talked about, you know, each sort of have uh, their, their particular graphic organizers. Things like a Venn diagram, right, for compare contrast, but also Um, There are other compare contrast organizers that I like a bit better than Venn diagrams uh, as well. Um, And then uh, the last components that tend to be effective is, of course, uh, teaching multiple text structures, right? So some of the older research actually only taught like one text structure, uh, um, like just compare contrast or something like that. And that for me... Uh, was just not really uh, feasible as a way to really test the identification and use of text structure because we're only learning one structure. You know, there's really no identification process going on for students. They know what this text structure is going to be because this is the one we're learning. Um, So really teaching multiple structures so that we can uh, discriminate between those uh, is effective. And then lastly, uh, even when supporting reading comprehension, 
uh, including a writing component, uh, has always been uh, an effective way to improve comprehension. So uh, teaching students to identify the way a particular text is organized, use a graphic organizer to kind of work through those ideas and see how they're related to one another, and then write a paragraph le level summary or their own paragraph level text about the topic, trying to use the same structure that the author used and kind of making their own structure clear, adding in those signal words in their writing. Um, so those are kind of the effective components uh, in, in text structure interventions, and they've been done in, in, a, in a range of grades, including kindergarten. So it sounds like to me, things like teaching multiple text structures, using a gradual release model, and then I, I, I'm really interested in that writing component where then um, asking the student to see if they can mimic that text structure, not only understand it, but mimic it, uh, that, that's really powerful for some of that, in it, for the internalization, for being able to, uh, to actually learn it. Um, how about dose? Uh, how, how many hours of text structure intervention seem to be sort of a sweet spot? Or is that still an open question in research? Or what, what is some of the previous research in that area? The question of dosage is probably still one that could be investigated further. But if I'm recalling correctly, it's the meta-analysis from Pyle and colleagues that really got into the dosage. And uh, if I'm recalling correctly, it was sort of a, a moderate dosage that was effective, right? So uh, a little bit of text structure instruction might not be enough to really reap the full rewards. And then maybe uh, um, at some point, there's probably uh, diminishing returns where, you know, you've sort of gotten what you've, you were able to get out of it. So I think that important implications for classrooms uh, would be that uh, students need explicit instruction in that identification and use of structures, both in reading and in writing. But then once they're able to do it, I think it's something that we should just continue to point out and use every time we're reading, but we don't need to keep explicitly teaching it once they're able to do it independently. So there's probably a, a moderate length that um, is, is enough instruction, uh, but I, I don't think we know definitively yet what that amount is. Uh, let's let's shift into your study now. Uh, so just give us a brief description of, we already know you're working with fourth and fifth grade students and you're doing a text structure reading intervention. What were some of the major targets of your study? How did you design it? Tell us a bit more about who was participating in it um, and then how you were trying to measure your, your given outcomes. The study was primarily an experimental study uh, a cluster randomized control trial, which just means that uh, teachers uh, at, at the classroom level were randomly assigned to teach this text structure intervention or um, another intervention, and then their students received that intervention, right? So, um, so this was a randomized control trial, but it was, it was cluster randomized, right? So randomized at that teacher level. So the study was actually um, in rural schools, uh, very diverse rural schools in uh, a southern, uh, a southeast U.S. state, um, where I was working with three elementary schools in one school district. So this was all of their elementary schools in this district, uh, and um, uh, teachers in both fourth and fifth grades uh, in each of the three schools were randomly assigned to teach this text structure intervention that I developed, or uh, an alternative treatment. Uh, an alternative intervention focused on answering comprehension questions, but which was designed to be very similar to that text structure intervention. So essentially, uh, one fourth grade teacher and one fifth grade teacher at each school uh, were assigned to each of the interventions. Ended up being 11 teachers. Um, there was one school where there was only one fourth grade ELA teacher, so she taught uh, one of the interventions. 
Um, and it was, a, it was about uh, 350 students who ended up participating in, in the full study and receiving one of the two interventions. Uh, I developed an intervention to teach text structure through reading and writing. Uh, and, and I called the intervention Read, Stop, Write. And so the STOP, S is, is all capital S-T-O-P. And so the way that Read, Stop, Write works is uh, it has six steps. So the first step is read. And when we read, we focus on identifying the main ideas and details in the text. And so I adapted a sort of uh, popular paraphrasing strategy, uh, rap. It's an old strategy called like read, ask myself what's the main idea um, and the details and put it in my own words. Um, so the first thing we're doing is we're reading, we're highlighting main ideas, we're underlining details. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to S-T-O-P, stop. And so for the S, we're going to summarize. So after we've read the text, kind of paragraph by paragraph, picking out those ideas and details, uh, we're going to pick out the most important ones and then just write a one-sentence summary of what the text was about, just to sort of understand the gist of it. Uh, that I adapted from another strategy as well, a sort of gist summarizing strategy where we're uh, doing... Uh, a 20 word or a one sentence summary of the text uh, based on those ideas and details that we pulled out. Uh, the T in stop is text structure. So now we're going to actually do the work of identifying the text structure. So I created a text structure guide that goes along with the materials for read, stop, write, um, which has sort of descriptions of the text structure, those signal words like we talked about, uh, graphic organizers representing each text structure. And students really wrestle with those ideas and kind of pick out, well, which is the best text structure uh, based on the ideas and details that I pulled out and how they're related to one another. The O in stop is organized. So now we use one of those graphic organizers and we organize those ideas and details to see how they're related to one another. Uh, the P is plan. So now I'm gonna plan to write my own paragraph about this text uh, using that text structure. Um, and I actually borrowed a planning organizer from the uh, self-regulated strategy development, SRSD research called TIDE. Uh, really simple writing graphic organizer. What's the topic? What are the important ideas and details? And what's my sort of ending? Um, and then and then we write. So we write uh, our own uh, what I'm calling an informative paragraph based on on that text structure. Um, so that's the whole read stop write procedure. And uh, it was taught over 16 lessons. Each lesson uh, was two 30 minute sessions. So it's really 32 days of instruction. And, and I know I'm getting into the sort of weeds here, but essentially in the first four lessons, teacher, teachers modeled how to use Read, Stop, Write uh, when students were reading short informational texts from readworks.org, uh, which is a website that has informational texts and, and also narrative texts on it. Um, during the next four lessons, the class was doing Read, Stop, Write all together as they were reading uh, different texts. Uh, during the third set of four lessons, students were doing it in partners. And then in the last set of four lessons, students were using Read, Stop, Write independently. Uh, and so th th there's sort of four lessons in each of those phases because I chose the four text structures that are explicitly mentioned in the Common Core Standards uh, for this. So compare, contrast, sequence, problem solution, uh, and cause effect. And so each of those four structures was met once in each of those uh, phases. Is, is this all making sense, Jake? Because I, I just want to make sure it's kind of, it's actually something that um, people ask questions about a lot because there's, there's a lot going on here. Um, I, I really thought hard about the design to make it kind of systematic, but sometimes explaining it makes it seem like it's kind of this crazy thing, but it actually makes a lot of sense when you see it out on paper. Yeah, maybe I'll try and summarize it and uh, sure. I'll, I'll use one of those good strategies and, and <laughs> you, you can see what's missing. So essentially the students, they are, they're going to read a text 
And then as, as part of that, they, they begin to, they summarize it first, they, they identify, they work to identify the text structure um, in it. And then they work to, uh, after that, then they write using that, that, that tied method. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, ba basically, right. I mean, it's got it's got those pieces in it, like we had talked about. So where they're they're reading, uh, they're looking for those ideas and details. They're summarizing, identifying text structure, using text structure, right, to then organize with a graphic organizer, and then planning and writing their own piece. So that was the that was the main intervention that I was interested in was this read stop write. And then I'll I'll, I'll go into the comparison uh, intervention a little bit less here. But I'd spent a lot of time in upper elementary classrooms and seeing teachers use these. Uh, read works passages where they'd kind of like, like read it together or students would read on their own. And then there would be these comprehension questions that came with the passage and then students would do those, right? So I thought about um, the question answer relationships strategy uh, for answering questions, right? Identifying right there, think and search, author and me on my own questions uh, and answering those. And then I also thought about summary writing because what I wanted was an intervention that was reading the same exact text as students in read, stop, write, in the same order with the same amount of reading and writing instruction. But the only thing that was different between them was one was gonna focus on text structure and one was not. And so the one that wasn't ended up focusing on answering questions and writing summaries. And that one ended up being called rare reading and writing. The, the measures that I use, uh, one was a, uh, I call it the uh, TSIT or TSIP, the text structure identification test. Um, so that was one measure. And then there were uh, some other uh, uh, informational reading and writing assessments that I developed, things where students had to write short summaries, they had to construct graphic organizers, uh, and then they had to also write about it. So you could see it's, it's kind of similar to the type of stuff that they were learning uh, in the interventions. Uh, and then I had some standardized measures um, to see whether there would be an effect on those, the gray silent reading test and the story composition subtest of the test of written language. Um, and so that, yeah, that was really the study. And then at the end, I interviewed the teachers about um, their experiences teaching the two interventions, um, what were their perceptions of, of the goals, the procedures, and the effects of the interventions. That's excellent. So in the, the, the control group, the business as usual group, they were doing uh, QAR, question answer relationship, which is um, Raphael and, and Al's work, 2005, and it was, they even did stuff on it before that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's a real strength of your study. I want to point out to the listeners is, is that rather than just having the control group, like you mentioned, be just sort of a, a business as usual, that's usually really vague. And when you read studies of, of what was actually going on in the, in the, in the control group that you wanted to make your control group really rigorous kudos for really, for really trying to do a really rigorous uh, piece of research in, on the control side as well. Well, yeah, thanks for that. I mean, just to say one more point about that, you know, I really just wanted both interventions to be focused on informational reading and writing, same amount of instructional time, same texts even. Um, and so, uh, you know, the result was that actually uh, the differences between groups were probably smaller than they would have been if I had chosen a, a group that was, was doing something else during that time. Um, but, but, you know, like I think you said, I think it hopefully gives... Um, makes a stronger argument for the benefits of text structure versus something that's a little bit more traditional, like um, reading a text together and answering comprehension questions about it and then writing a summary, which are pretty commonplace things to do. So let's, let's get into the findings. Um, what were some of the major findings from your research after teachers delivered uh, this text structure intervention for eight weeks? I will say that uh, we saw 
uh, or I saw um, positive effects on uh, measures of uh, text structure uh, identification, uh, some of those reading comprehension outcomes, and then uh, some, some writing quality outcomes, okay, on these researcher developed uh, measures that I had made. So I uh, saw a small uh, but statistically significant effect on uh, that measure, the, uh, the TSIT, the text structure identification test that I developed, where students in the um, uh, text structure intervention, the read stop write group, they were able to identify text structure uh, uh, to a greater degree than students in the rare reading and writing group were able to do at the end of the study. Now, I think this is important uh, because um, remember, students were reading the same exact informational text in the same order, and students in the comparison group were answering questions about the text, and those questions might have sort of clued them in sort of implicitly to the structure of the text, but they weren't getting explicit instruction in identification and use of text structure. Students in the other, in the main intervention group were. So I think an important finding there is that uh, we might, we, we, we need to include explicit instruction of, of text structure identification. We can't just expect it to be sort of uh, learned implicitly through answering questions about the text. That I think is an important finding here. Another uh, outcome on this was that on that in, uh, informational reading and writing assessment that I had uh, given to students, uh, students who received the read stop write intervention were better able to construct a graphic organizer uh, representing the text structure and then and then include more ideas and details uh, related to the text in that graphic organizer in a way that logically made sense. The uh, comparison group, they they also had a graphic organizer in their instruction. They were where they had a sort of main idea and details graphic organizer. It looked almost like a topic subtopic or description uh, graphic organizer, but students who were in the read stop write group who were learning between the multiple structures were able to um, come up with a graphic organizer on their own, you know, not given options or anything that really showed the relationship between ideas in that text. So they were better able to do that than the other group. And then the last piece was that I had students write uh, one of those informative paragraphs. Um, basically, the prompt was explain what you learned about the topic of the text, right? Uh, and that too was scored with a rubric and it was scored with the actual five uh, elements of informative writing in the Common Core Standards. So if you look at that Common Core Writing Standard uh, for informative explanatory texts, underneath it, it says, you know, language about how students need to be able to write introductions, they need to be able to include relevant ideas and details related to the text, a concluding statement. Um, they have to include uh, appropriate words, which are what I'm calling word choice here, words related to the topic, uh, and then also those signal words or, or linking words, uh, I think they might be called in the standards. Um, so on those five pieces, actually the one area where we did see improvement favoring that text structure intervention group, read, stop, write, was on the use of ideas and details in their writing. So their overall writing quality wasn't necessarily better, but they were better able to include more ideas and details um, from the text and organize them in a, in a logical way in their own writing. So, I mean, that was totally consistent with the graphic organizer uh, and also the text structure identification. So I think that the findings really uh, were, were consistent with previous research that students with explicit instruction and text structure were better able to identify structures and then also use those structures as sort of schema for organizing ideas and details uh, both in these graphic organizers and in, in these informative paragraphs that they were writing. 
Um, and I think that adds some validity to the intervention itself, right? I mean, it, sure, these were kind of somewhat expected outcomes. Uh, so, so that means that I think I was teaching text structure in a way in these, or the teachers were rather, uh, that were consistent with, with uh, prior research. But also really important here is that the comparison group was such a strong, robust alternative treatment, right? So these effects of text structure instruction that we've kind of known about, uh, they hold up when, when given a strong alternative treatment. In real schools, uh, instruction was delivered by real teachers, um, not by me, not by a researcher. Um, and also when um, text structure was integrated for both reading and writing. That's incredibly informative. Uh, Read Stop Write was working in real classrooms with real students. And you spent a lot of time in classrooms and interviewed teachers at the end of the study. I'm curious, what, what feedback did you receive um, from students and teachers about how the intervention went? I'll just, I'll just say one last point on that. But I did interview the teachers at the end of that study. And I also, of course, talked with the students when I was in their classrooms every day. And I got to know a lot of the, 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 the students pretty well. And um, they really liked to read, stop, write. I mean, some of the kids loved it. They wanted to keep doing it you know, after the study was over. The teachers wanted to keep doing it after the study was over. And that was really great because, again, that was the ultimate goal. I'm not trying to sell a program here. I'm trying to teach students something that they can do to make sense of text when, when they're reading it. So hopefully they can remember, well, I've just got six steps. I've got to read, I've got to S-T-O-P stop, and then I've got to write. And that can aid in comprehension. And that's something we can do every time we read text. So did any of these outcomes surprise you? It was actually a bit surprising to me uh, as a researcher that things kind of lined up uh, so neatly, um, sort of consistent with theoretical expectations. Because when you're doing a study like this, you can set it up and you can support it, but then a, a, a lot of it is out of your hands, right? I and mean, these are just teachers and students doing the work of school every day. I'm going in observing, you know, I'm not, I'm, I really have very little control over, over the instruction or the, um, or the learning that's happening. Um, and, and it wound up uh, making a whole lot of sense to me. Yes, intervention research is, it's very messy because you are dealing with, with real teachers and real students. You know, it's, it's a very tricky thing to do. So with that, you know, you're saying that you saw uh, students were able to identify text structure better in the text structure group. And that also you saw that their graphic organizers, they were able to basically mimic that text structure better. And I think it's important, important to point out is that this is over a period of 10 weeks. This is this is a really small amount of time in the grand, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, that's like, you know, less than a third of school year, but after 10 weeks to see a difference using the same passages, the, the, you know, the same, the same dose between groups, I think that's a, it's a very promising and, and, and very interesting finding for me. Yeah. Um, Jake, the intervention was, delivered. it was only 16 one hour long lessons, right? Delivered across two days. So it was 16 hours of instruction, right? So again, what we're talking about is really not that much instruction. It's 30, it's 30 minutes a day, four times. It was just Monday through Thursday, four times a week. Uh, and, and we saw that effect. So yeah, I think, I think that's a really important point, Jake, is that, yeah, this was a really, a pretty small amount of instruction uh, and saw really positive effects. So where do you see the future of, of text structure research headed? Do you anticipate more of a, a longitudinal design or what, where, where do you see the gaps that, that you think uh, you or, or someone else would, would need to fill? I can think of at least three important areas for, for research. Um, and one I think is that 
tech structure research has been happening for a long time. There's a lot of interventions, right? Reads up right's not the only one, um, but the way the tech structure is taught in schools is really not consistent with research. I think like we had talked about, right? It's sort of identification and like, oh, checked off that standard. We identified tech structure today, moving on to the next standard. And that's not the point. The point is to identify and use tech structure every time we read. So I think that there needs to be a lot more research on how we can get tech structure instruction in schools to match what should be happening from research. And I hope that ReadStop Write could be um, a piece of that puzzle, right? I want ReadStop Write to be something that's available for teachers to use. It's, see, this is the thing is, I wanted to design something that students could read, uh, could use anytime they're reading these informational texts that they have in their curriculum or, or what have you. Um, and, and so I, I hope that um, this is something that teachers can use. Uh, another thing I think is that longitudinal research, like, like you've been talking about, I think intervention studies tend to be kind of relatively short. Um, and uh, for, for someone to take this and kind of curricularize it and, and study its effect over a, a full year or something would be really neat. And that's something that I'm actually working on with my colleagues and hope to do at some point in the future. Um, and the last point I think is that in the reading research world on comprehension, there's a whole lot of emphasis right now on these knowledge building curricula and knowledge building programs and the influence of knowledge on reading comprehension. Now, we know that that's important. We know that background knowledge is, is important for comprehension. I think knowledge building curricula and knowledge building interventions that really emphasize reading to learn information, obviously they require the use of informational text. I think they would benefit from strategies like focusing on text structure every time we're reading these informational texts to make sense of that knowledge, to organize that knowledge. Um, and so uh, if, if you're familiar with, you know, some of the older um, interventions like uh, Guthrie and Wickfield's work with um, concepts-oriented reading instruction, right, Corey? Um, things like that, where you see reading intervention sort of integrated with content instruction, um, that to me is really interesting uh, too. So, you know, I'd like to take Read, Stop, Write and um, uh, integrate it more into a science or social studies um, unit or a series of units on particular topics so that we can investigate whether teaching text structure can actually sort of facilitate um, the, the learning of content as well as comprehension. That's, that's fascinating. I, I, uh, a lot, a lot to say there with the knowledge building and, and that's, um, that's a, that's a whole other podcast episode in itself <laughs> talking about comprehension and, and knowledge building. Um, and I, I, my two cents there, I sometimes wonder if that's an overcorrection from a lot of the, the empty strategy instruction that, that, you know, has sort of gone on in a lot of places that, but now well, I, I wonder if it's the pendulum going too far the other way and finding a happy medium. It's, it's, a, it's a digression here, I think a little bit, Jake, but um, I, think, I think the happy medium is, is really important. You know, if I could say something about the strategies versus knowledge thing, right? We've got a lot of research saying that strategies work, but strategies in the service of comprehension and learning and content. So not sort of making predictions for predictions sake, but making predictions to aid in the comprehension and, and learning. And so I think there's probably a happy medium and I think tech structure has a place in there as well. Absolutely. I'm, I, I, I think it's more of viewing those, like being able to identify tech structure. It's, it's not the outcome we want. It's can we use tech structure as a fulcrum to leverage comprehension in a text? Can we use something like making predictions as a fulcrum rather than, I, I, than viewing it as an outcome? And um, that's, right. that's, that's, yeah, 
<laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We, we only got time for one episode, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll stop there. So maybe let's switch to, uh, you know, more of what it, this might mean for classroom teachers. So, um, you know, read, stop, write, it's, it's available for, for teachers to, to preview and download the materials. So, uh, maybe you can give some, some, uh, details around that, but I'd also be interested in a teacher that's just interested in, in doing better text structure instruction. What, what would you recommend this person? Um, yeah, that's um, a great question. To, and thanks for the opportunity to plug here, Jay. You know, um, I, I, should, I should make it clear that um, this isn't a program for people to buy, right? But it's a set of instructional materials that I think people can use with any informational text that they might be using in their curriculum. Now, I haven't tested that widely. I've only used it with these texts from ReadWorks, but I have made all of the intervention materials that I developed for ReadStopWrite available on ReadStopWrite.com. Um, it's, a, it's a very simple website. It's just a place where I can store these materials. Anyone can go and download them. Um, and so I would say for teachers, if you're already using texts uh, from places like ReadWorks or Newzella or um, I think Common Lit, you know, might, might have uh, some informational text too or anything like this, or even the textbook passages that you have in your science and social studies books. If you're looking for a way to support students in, in reading and comprehending these texts without sort of reverting to, well, I'm gonna read it aloud for them. Um, um, you know, maybe uh, you can uh, think about focusing on the text structure during reading, right? So uh, the pieces of read stop, right? Are really just about um, uh, main idea and detail identification. So, uh, you know, chunking the text, reading paragraph by paragraph, who or what is this mostly about? That's kind of the main idea. What are the most important things about that? Who or what? Those are the, the kind of details. So pulling those out, um, using text structure graphic organizers, showing how the ideas are related to one another, and then having students write these sort of written paragraphs or summaries um, on those. So uh, the read stop write materials are available to use, um, but those essential components I think can, can be done without any particular set of materials um, as well. So what makes a good teacher um, as, far, as far as this is concerned? Uh, you know, <clears throat> I think that the ultimate goal is uh, student independence, right? Being able to read and write uh, kind of complex grade level text independently, uh, but it takes a long time to get there. It takes a lot of scaffolding, it takes a lot of support, this, this gradual release of responsibility. Uh, so I would say, um, you know, don't focus on uh, using easier texts in order to make the task easier for students, but focus on what types of supports you can give students uh, to make the reading of these challenging texts a little bit easier for them. And uh, so that, you know, that calls back to our last podcast episode. I think that that's something that I've been writing and thinking about all the time, uh, supporting um, elementary students reading of difficult texts. And I think that the, the read, stop, write materials and, and that procedure uh, is something that can uh, make, make the text reading a little bit easier for students and for teachers. Fascinating. Well, uh, Dr. John Z. Strong, thanks for joining us on the, the Teaching Literacy Podcast. We're looking forward to, to many more great text structure and other, other great scholarly uh, research from you coming on the way. Thanks, Jake. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, and I would, I would just uh, encourage uh, any listeners who are intrigued by this work uh, to reach out to me. Um, 
and uh, you know, we can talk text structure, we can talk read stop, right? We can talk text, whatever you want. Uh, happy to talk with people. Dr. John Z. Strong, thanks for joining us. A big thanks to Dr. John Z. Strong for joining us on the show. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I just have two quick cents before I'm going to send you on your way. My first big takeaway from our conversation is I believe the research that Dr. Strong is completing really strikes at the heart of what we're trying to do here on the Teaching Literacy Podcast. He's reading literature really broadly and taking a critical look at research and then saying, how can I make this work in a real classroom with living, breathing students? I think sometimes we have the ivory tower perspective of research of that it's disconnected from reality and it's not true to what happens in living, breathing classrooms. And, and perhaps there is research out there that isn't completely applicable to what's going on in classrooms. I'll acknowledge that. However, at the exact same time, I will acknowledge there is plenty of research out there that does get to what we're trying to do in classrooms and how we can support living, breathing, real students. So uh, a big kudos to Dr. Strong for doing that work and for the other researchers that have joined us on the podcast and who will join us on the podcast to talk about how we can take research-based practices and, and, and put them into practice with real classrooms. My second big takeaway is I want to talk about text. Uh, this podcast has been going for just a little over two years now. Yay, which is really exciting. But if I look back over the history of our episodes, text seems to be a recurring theme. We talked about it with John Z. Strong in episode two, uh, the, the interviews with Dr. Ray Reitzel. We were talking a lot about text. Um, Dr. Emily Phillips Galloway, we were talking about text. We just talked about text again with Dr. John Z. Strong. And even Freddie Hebert talking about vocabulary. We spent a chunk of that interview talking about text. And so that's something really important for us to remember is sometimes when we think when we're teaching something like reading comprehension or something like vocabulary, that we're teaching students, you know, strategies or particular ways that they can sort of uh, crack the meaning of what's happening in a text. And, and while that's certainly true, we are doing that. We, we must remember that the text itself is bringing a lot to the table. And for us as educators, we really need to understand texts as, as part of this pedagogical process. We need to understand instruction. We need to understand our students. We need to understand the things that good readers do. But we also need to understand how texts are structured. Because if we can do that, we can teach our students to look for patterns within text. And that's all text structure is. It's just a type of pattern. Even Dr. Strong does defined it as uh, the relationship between ideas within a text. And so as we look for patterns within text, that's what we can teach to our students and graduate release, just like John Z. Strong was talking about. Alrighty, that is all that I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Teaching Literacy Podcast. Again, you can review the show, share it with a friend, uh, or just listen to it yourself, and I'm A-OK -okay with that. But I appreciate you, the work that you're doing in education, and, and, and whatever sphere you're in, the efforts that you are doing to support students in becoming better readers. This is Jake with the Teaching Literacy Podcast. Until next time, let's go and teach reading and writing just a little bit better. <laughs>